What's going on? Holy Blitz podcast. He just stepped into the motherfucking fight club. And before we start this video, do yourself a favor. Go down, subscribe to the channel, and do us a favor and like this shit. And comment down below to how much you're enjoying everything. But I'm Paul, pick a win Concha. I got my shot poured up, and I'm joined with. Hey, you heard my dog. You said subscribe, motherfucker. <laughs> but nah, man, you know, I already know who it is. It's your boy, Lil KK. A.K.A. the Don P.Y.E. A.K.A. that motherfucker on the screen. A.K.A. the nigga that's really out here chasing the green. You feel me? It's not It's not really what you heard. It's really about what you've seen. But we here to talk UFC <coughs> Paris. You feel me? No, I was saying, I didn't know you could ask for from in Paris until they brought the UFC over there. You feel me? But now I'm looking forward to this, man. We got, we got big fights. We got my boy Bobby Knuckles. And look, look. I eat, sleep, breathe. Israel Adesanya. Anything that is Izzy, I'm there. That's true. He so, is. If you told me, if you told me this man Izzy had a fashion show, I'm, I'm there. I'm watching. I'm live streaming. Put me in. You feel me? But I fuck with Bobby Knuckles a long way, and he, he's taking on Marvin Vittori. So, whoa, whoa, whoa! We're not gonna get this breathe. This is number one. Two, number two ranked Marvin Vittori. All right, this is the number one versus number two. We ain't just gonna breeze past number two like he's some some bum. He also has only lost to that boy Israel Adesanya. So we're gonna, <laughs> it ain't his fault. And Israel Adesanya is a fucking problem. But Bobby Knuckles, man, I respect him. I think he's a good fighter. I think not Bobby Knuckles, Vittori. I respect him. I think he's a good fighter. But He's a wrestling ass motherfucker, but he's not one of my favorite wrestling ass motherfuckers because he couldn't take Izzy down. The second time, the first time he definitely did. <laughs> but um, but now how do you feel about this fight? Because I think it's gonna be a great fight. It's gonna be a nice war. And I like to see Bobby Knuckles fighting somebody that's not a fucking stand up magician. You feel me? Like somebody that can really like he be able to kind of get versatile and kind of get get jiggy with him real quick. How do you think this fight's gonna go? See, I like this because no one ever talks about how the middleweights like like they fight each other a lot. Like the the top of the top fighting the other tops. No one ever gives middleweights the credit they deserve. But like number one ranked Whitaker, number two ranked Vittori, you, you don't see that often. But my biggest quarrel with this fight is why the fuck is it a three round fight? Like y'all be giving out these five round fights to almost anybody in the co-main event nowadays. This is definitely does neither one of these motherfuckers have fought a three round fight in like over like three or four. Like these are main eventers, all right. On some business tip, I feel like that might be like a way of saying they kind of don't want all. This isn't a number one contender fight. Well, see, I would. Uh, that's how I agreed with it too until Dana came out today talking about um. This, the, the, oh no, my wrong fight, wrong fight. I got ahead of myself. He was talking about the heavyweights that made a fit. All right. But this might not be a number one contender fight, but damn sure. It, both of them have lost to Izzy twice. So, yeah. But at the same time, this is like the, the king of the division fight. Like, we haven't seen these two fight each other yet, which I'm actually shocked to think, like, really think about. But, we're going to see who honestly is outside of Israel Adesanya the best fighter at 185. Because Israel Adesanya has been doing his shit right now. And I, I love that because that's a great question. Because, like, Bobby Knuckles would be a 
generational talent if it wasn't for Israel Adesanya. Marvin Vittori is fucking huge. Like, I'm watching him fuck up Paulo Acosta right now. Right. And he can wrestle the shit out your stupid ass. Like Whitaker coming from 170, coming up to 185, definitely made his fucking life a lot better. But I don't, you could chop one of fucking Marvin Vittori's legs off and he's not making 170. He's a big dude. Fucking huge. So, like, these are two generational talents, and you made the best point. Middleweights fight each other a lot. So, like, to really see who's going to hold it down. Strickland, Piera, Canier, Brunson, like, all these cats have fought each other. Even Rioel Romero fought Robert Whitaker twice. And that's why we can start leaning towards the picks now. I'm rocking. I'm not, I don't know. And this is a close fight. The odds show is a close fight. They're number one, number two for a reason. My big thing is Robert Whitaker has been in a lot of wars. He's 31, but he's not the same 31 as someone who joined the UFC in his late 20s. Like, he's been in fucking wars. He was a young champion. He's fucking fought Yo- Yoel Romero twice, beat him. He's fought Darren Twell. He's been knocked down a lot. He got, he got knocked down against Izzy in his last fight just because – he makes a lot of fun fights, and this so happens he takes a lot of damage in those fights too. Already won, a little older now, just just because of the wars he's been in versus Vittori. I think he's like twenty eight. He's he's right in his prime. He got that wrestling background. Only a three round fight. Maybe he uses wrestling and clinches up, makes shit dirty, makes shit a lot like hard for the judges not to go his way. But at the same time, does Whitaker? You think? Do you think Whitaker got it in him still? Like, I think he still has it in him, but he's been through a lot of wars. When are we actually going to sit here and just be like, all right, it, he's he's on his – um? We, we we're talking someone last week who's just older, Um, Jose Aldo. He's not – I love you. He's not MVP talent anymore. He's still an all-pro. But when are we going to sit here and be like, all right, He's gonna lose this fight because he's he's not this. This isn't twenty eight year old Robert Whitaker. This is thirty one year old Robert Whitaker that's lost to the champion twice and he's been in a lot of wars and he had an ACL surgery recently. Not recently, but ACL surgery used to be the deathbed for fighters. Who did he fight in between the Israel Adesanya fights? Um, you talking uh, which person, Whitaker or uh, Vittori? Whitaker, Bobby Knuckles. Uh, Bobby Knuckles, I could tell you one second. He fought, well, he fought Adesanya. Didn't he beat Darren Till, Jared Kanier, and he beat the crap out of Kanier. And that was a three-round fight also, which was weird. And then he beat Kelvin Gastium. And then he got the Israel rematch, which we all saw this year, and he lost. But Tory, on the other hand, he, he went on a nice little run. He kind of beat some names he probably shouldn't have beat in his first run because he was so young. And Israel and him fought, and he beat Israel. But Vittoria was able to take him down a lot. Fast forward, he wasn't able to do that again. So, I don't know. I don't know. This is a, this is a really good fight, in my opinion. Like, this is a – you got wrestling versus someone who, honestly, if Israel Adesanya didn't have, like, the six inches on him, if they were the same height in a phone booth, I'm probably taking Whitaker. So like, th- like uh, th- th- this is one of the you cannot stress enough how much better of a stand-up striker Whitaker is over Vittori. But Vittori does have that wrestling in his fucking back pocket, and he's the bigger dude, and the younger dude. 
that's a tough one, man. That's a, it's so tough because they both they like they match up so well. Dana, 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 Dana picking eyes. Dana and the matchmakers know what they're doing. But I think I'm taking Bobby Knuckles just off the face. I like him standing up. And when I'm watching Vittori versus Paulo Acosta, even though it's only the first round, but like I like I like I like Vittori to feel like he can try to stand up with stand up with him. But this isn't a five round fight. You can't attempt to be. You don't have you don't have time like that. But it's kind of kind of got to pull the trigger and get going. You feel me? So I'm liking Bobby Knuckles in this one. I think he can fight a smart fight. I think he can have some good takedown defense. If I'm him, I'm standing. I don't know how good standing next to the um, cage is, but like I'm probably gonna use the cage to help me like not get my st- my stupid ass takedown. But I'm deaf. I like Bobby Knuckles in this one, but I think this is a this is a fifty this is a fifty one forty nine fight to me. Like I think Bobby Knuckles fifty one got it, but we'll see how this shit goes because these it's gonna be a great one. And it's in, it's in Paris. You feel me? He's gonna be sipping teas and crumpets and shit. I'm gonna I'm a, I guess I'll go the other side here. I'm gonna take Vittori. As a nice little underdog, almost two to one underdog, plus one ninety, just because the three round, the, it being three round, honestly, really I think could work against uh, Whitaker because I think Whitaker, Whitaker can always win those championship rounds, but I think if those first two rounds, if Vittori gets him in the clinch and he's controlling him and he's gr- like this kind of like winning on the judges book. It doesn't matter how much he's winning whenever they do stand up. I just feel like Vittoria might be able to control him in those clinch changes and get him to the ground here and there just to make it dirty enough to win on the scorecard because he does have a chin. And he in that Costa fight that you're watching now, like Costa was landing some heavy power shots, but Vittori was able to grind him and work him. And even though those power shots landed, and Costa is known for taking people's heads off, he was able to eat those power shots. And Whitaker, I don't think he has the same power as Costa, but he's way more refined and a better striker all around. Like, he, he he's just more technical. He, he'll land his shots here and there, but I just think Vittori's going to have to – it's going to get dirty and muddy. And that wrestling's going to play a factor, and he's going to win a couple of clinches and have a whole bunch of control time. And I think that's going to – especially three rounds, it won't give Whitaker the time to take off in the fourth and fifth round. That's interesting. We'll see how this shit goes. Cause like Vittori can pull the trigger and Whitaker is kind of just like really trying to play like because he's used to being in, I don't even say used to be in a championship. Yeah, he's used to be in the championship rounds. That could play against him, but I feel like him staying straight up and trying to stay square with him, square with him Vittori can really be um really be what keeps him, especially if he can do that for the first two rounds. Not facts, but I'm happy we're split on these picks because it shows how 50 50 it is. But this next fight, I think we're both on the same side. What do you mean? I love me a good shoe with you, too. Oh, man. Introduce this shit, Kev. All right, man. So this is UFC. Hurry. So you feel me? The main event, we got two heavyweights coming through to come bang it out real quick. You feel me? No way in hell this fight is going to, to five rounds. I'm just hoping it goes more than a minute. You feel me? Because I hate I hate a minute round heavyweight fight. I like to see somebody get slept in a second, personally. Yeah, I've been but too often lately. We got Cyril Gone versus Ty Tuavasta, and no, and I'm glad I'm I'm glad I never ever attempted to read these names. So we got we got Cyril Gone, the what is he, the motherfucking assassin versus the shoey drinking badass Ty. Tied to Avasa. So, 
let's start with my dog, Ty. My dog, Ty, two of us, he's on a nice win streak. He is. He's been mother. He just, he just came off of knocking out Derek Lewis. But, like, after watching the last Derek Lewis fight, we don't really know how valid that is anymore. But he's still a, he's still a competitive fan, favorite, love him. He drinks, he drinks beer out of random people's shoes. So it's not like he's not like he's a normal breed of individuals. Like this is a this is a different type of guy. And he's um I want to say he's Hawaiian or something like Samoan or something like that. Oh, you love yeah, you gotta love it. But Cyril Gone, come on, introduce your cousin. Cyril Gomber, six foot four, two forty-seven, all lean. People used to know him as Francis Nagano's training partner until word on the street back in the day they're saying he was getting the better of Nagano too much and they had to cut him and it, lo and behold that boy is in the ufc he went on a nice win streak knocking off kno and legend junior dos santos decision wins over volkov and rosen strike knocking out Derek lewis unfortunately getting the title shot loss against francis Nugano. but he was he was Piecing up Nagano pretty good until Nagano showcased a brand new trait that the world was not ready for. No one knew that wrestling was in his back pocket. He started this homegrown slamming this motherfucker around. But hey, and um in, in Tampa, we call that getting boomed. You feel me? He was booming shit, like yeah. straight up. It wasn't up. textbook, Boom. nothing, but Cyril Gon is honestly somebody you create this fighter. You, like you want your 250 fighter moving like a light heavyweight like he is so fluid he bounces around on his feet he's so technical with it and i think this is a good ass fight and he's homegrown in paris that boy this is this is a, honestly for him they gave him the main event slot for a reason but this should be a good fight and i like gone to be prideful and be like yo let's just stand and bang you want to just be your street fighter tied to Avasa? Let's stand and bang. I think it's cool. I think it's, it's nice. It's nice that they set up the business like this because take it to Paris. Let's try to sell this bitch out and let's put the motherfucking second best heavyweight in the world in this motherfucker. You feel me? So, like, Cyril Gong is going to fuck him up. But, 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 tied to Avasa. Is gonna come in with an energy, and he might be able to catch bro. He will have a lot of energy. The like, even though Paris is gone's fucking backyard, and he's gonna have a lot of cheers. Two of Asa will not be booed, and he no. will be getting his cheers when he walks out too. He's just that. Yeah, like the even people in Paris will probably be cheering for this motherfucker. Like he, he's just that big of a fan favorite that like. No matter where he goes, the crowd will always be behind him, even in enemy territory. No cap. If I was him, I would definitely come out to some rock shit, shake the hair, you feel me, shake the bun, and let niggas know we coming. Bro, but yeah, like a Paris yeah. rock star song, bro. Get some but, song that really hits, like, uh, get the crowd against gone. But this is interesting, though, because now, because after this fight, there aren't any more like heavyweights, so you kind of gotta figure out what's up with Nuganu. Like, there's nothing. The heavyweight division is gonna Ipe be and John Jones. Yeah, we got that. That's facts. I forgot about that. But we got some motherfucking the heavyweights division. The championship is kind of like ice cold. Like we don't know what the fuck is about to happen. They're stuck. What do you think is the best move for Dana White? Uh, honestly, I think Dana's doing the smart thing. Just weighing it out. 
and he's still putting on heavyweight fights, like as if Nagano is here. He's treating like Nagano as if he's hurt, which is smart because all you're doing is really waiting. Are you signing with us? And if you're not, just give us the word. Like, give us, say you're not signing with us so we can have a fucking, maybe like a fucking, a Grand Prix of heavyweights. So there's like four people that should be fighting for the belt. Like, Curtis Blades gone to Avasa. Like, just throwing the names type shit that probably should be fighting each other and winner take all, winner get the belt. So I think Dan is playing it smart and just waiting because he knows that he is the biggest MMA contractor on the planet and he knows this is the biggest organization on the planet and he has I think he has trust in like he'll eventually sign up just like quarterbacks holding out in free agency and shit like if you really value this person I have trust that eventually even if you don't play preseason you'll eventually be there you'll eventually sign that fucking contract for all the money in the world and you'll be there no no cap man and like it's it's good business the way that because at the end of the day he wants money. He wants. I think he should be. I understand that there's a lot of politics into it. You got to be a draw. You got to be able to sell this. You got to show that. And data data doesn't ever give away numbers, so you would never know who makes what. All you have to if you want to listen to numbers, you kind of got to go watch DC, and then he might accidentally name drop because he swears, um, fucking Israel Izzy gets seven million a fight. I was like, whoa, that's not something you just say out loud. But they used to have uh, partners that the his former partner used to love his fighters making a million dollars a fight, at least his champion fighters. No, um, the Zuf, um, what's the what are Pre Sufa, I, I can't remember the names. I always could say Pre Sufa era, but no, no, what are the names? I can't remember. But uh-huh. yeah, they used to all. Even if you're not making it contractually, you're making your money. They'll make sure that their champions are taken care of. Dead ass. So it's cool to see. It's, it's going to be an interesting time because the heavyweight division has Steve Bay and John Jones, and, like, you got to figure something out by 2023. All right, well, well, back on to the fight right here. So we both are on the fact that Gon's probably going to destroy Tai Tuivasa. Shout out Romeo Mac, fucking fellow podcaster, our fucking family uh, here at the Totally Blitz house. And uh, he's on Tai Tuivasa here. So yeah, he's yeah, we have this big thing. He thought Ty Tuvasa, so he's not here to defend himself. But just so people at home know, there are people that think Ty Tuvasa is gonna beat this boy, knock him out, put him to sleep, put him with like, hey, you want to make this into? That's why I think Gon's gonna make this into a standing war fight, and that's Ty Tuvasa's bread and butter. Like if he's gonna win, it will be in the stand and bang that as Derek Lewis. As Greg Hardy, as Saka, as anybody who has ever fought tied to Vasa. He's not wrestling you. He's just going to fucking welcome to the street fight. Welcome to the streets. But that's why I think this is going to be a fucking bring it out, bro. This is going to be a exposure party. This is going to be the party right here. Gon's going to knock his ass out. Fucking like technically sound knockout. Like there's like not even a close fight. There's good, good night tied to Vasa. I'm fucking standing on that right now. And then from here on out, Ty Tuvasa won't have that that Dan and White privilege of oh, we're our, he's he's on a win streak and the fans love him. Well, like no, nah, now you might have to fight Curtis Blades after this, and Curtis Blades is gonna wrestle you, and you all your street fight shit ain't gonna matter. Like like I feel like this is gonna be the after this fight, Ty Tuvasa's chances of touching that heavyweight gold is is it's gonna be like a 
a slippery slope snowball effect of this. Like, oh, is this like September third pre-fight is the closest he'll get to his title shot. And it's crazy because if he does win this motherfucker, oh, he's fucking he shoots oh. to the fucking moon. Like he don't have to fight nobody else. He can wait just like Nagano. And be like, I'm waiting for you, Nagano. Because I would sell a heaviest hitter versus street Aussie street fighter. Like, let's just bang it out. Let's get it, man. The boys going to go ham with it, too. So, oh. But, motherfucking, that's interesting. Hey, you know what's funny? On some non-podcast, on some podcast and shit, you keep moving back and forth. And I'm like, yo, is there something wrong with my fucking, my, with my motherfucking screen? There's like a black dot. There's, there's some black shit on his shirt. The behind, like, oh. yeah, it's, it's a mic. Yeah, it just hit me. It's a shadow from the fucking mic. And I'm like, that's funny as fuck. The behind but, the scenes. No cap. But nah, man. But hey, man, that's UFC Perry for you. There's going to be some good, hopefully there's some good prelim, there's some good prelim fights. I'm going to be there the whole time watching it. But shit starts at three. The main card starts at three. The card itself starts at noon. So, but hey, this is gonna be a good ass card. Every time they go international, Dana White knows. Even if these names do not matter to y'all casual fans, these are people that Dana White handpicked to be able to sell UFC in France. So these are people who are coming to bang. This is gonna be a this is gonna be a UFC London without without the patty. Damn, no patty and it still gonna sell. Sheesh. I think he really he did a good job because this fight could have happened a little earlier. Cause they Don and Tua Vasa have been waiting a little second. Like I've seen I've seen Izzy fight twice since them boys on since them boys bang. Yeah, and then the, I remember uh months ago I announced the Vittori versus Robert Riddicker fight on his like UFC news. And it was with there with the Usman. Leon Edwards got announced, I believe, and another fight got announced. And you asked me which fight was I most hyped for. And I said that it was the Vittori versus Whitaker fight only because, like, I don't give a fuck if a belt is on the line. Like, that's number one versus number two. Like, these people are literally, they could sit on their, they could sit on their ranking and get a title shot in the next six months. But they're not doing that. Like, they're literally like, yo, let's just find out who's, who's really king of 185 outside of Izzy. Who's, a, who's the next man up? You know what I'm saying? But shit, wrap us up, okay? I think I think we did this shit justice. Nice and smooth, cool and cool. We keep it cool. That's Totally Blitz Podcast for you. But this has been another episode of Totally Blitz Podcast. And if you didn't know, we don't mind telling you again, you bitch. You feel me? But we got nothing but more coming for you. Make sure you tune into our boxing our boxing previews because we got Andy U.S. fighting this weekend, the big dog slugger. My boy's Paul. Looking like a Miami Dolphin himself with the 75. Damn, Marino, you can't beat it. Matching hat. My boy's off to a fantasy drive. Football season's coming up soon. So right don't corner. We're going to have previews and recaps for all that shit. But in the meantime, I'm going to tell you and the motherfuckers breathing on your neck behind you that you's a bitch. Got a problem with being problematic. Get the light beam on me, ready for electrostatic. Don't you step into this box if you're not batting. Then my gang got tools. You could call them boy crap, man. This gang got rules, man. You better watch your passes. This ain't not new. We've been on that rock star regiment. Knowing that I'm having sin. 